This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production. Welcome to the Late Night Potluck Show. Potluck Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Welcome back to the Late Night Potluck Show. This is episode two. This is Dave uh, and your host, hanging out with the gang. Uh, we got a cool episode for you tonight. And um, let's just uh, jump right in and let's go around the table and and um, just what's on your mind. Uh, let's start off with uh, Raquel. <laughs> Our special guest. Yeah. On my mind, family's on my mind. I just uh, visited mommy in uh, Hartford. Uh, we were celebrating Renaya's birthday. Um, so there was Benin, Arrocangandules, and the traditional um, festivities, you know. Just hanging food. out with family? Yeah, it was fun. We even played board games. Yeah, no board games. No, bro- mm-hmm. uh, no, nobody got mad. Everybody. No, we didn't play Monopoly. <laughs> 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 we kept it simple, but there was a Connect Four uh, match, believe it or not, okay. which is funny. Yeah. Nice. Deal didn't get it intense. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My house, uh, we get crazy. Yeah. yeah. With the board games. What's your game? The board games. Oh, we got <clears throat> source. We got clue. We got taboo. We got. Oh, you know what? It. It's um, cards against humanity. No. Oh shit! Oh. That's a yes, game. That, <laughs> that is a cool. That game. or what's yeah. your meme? Yeah. yeah. What's your meme? I want to yeah. get that one, but mm, girl, what is it about? Like, oh yeah. Different. Mm. That oh, is. Gosh. Just it's a heads up, if you get offended at absolutely yeah. anything, don't. It's not for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It well, if I'm playing Cards Against Humanity already, I should be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Fine, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So what's on your mind, Marshall? I'm thinking about Christmas and Christmas gifts to get. I was talking to a customer about couponing, so I'm trying to see nice. what the good deals are. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, it's difficult. I mean, we I don't know how many times the wife and I, we talked about learning how to coupon. It's a process. Yeah. <clears throat> Please, Whole Foods has that little app yeah. from Amazon. You save ten cents if you if you're lucky. Like so to- your total order. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, do you have your little Amazon Prime thing? I'm like looking it up. I'm like, by the time I load it, sign it in. Pro- data would have cost me more than getting the ten cents. So sorry, but real. What's on your mind? Well, I'm excited for the second episode. Yes. Well, the first episode turned out real well. Yeah. Well, so now I'm excited to hear from Raquel. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I, I don't know her that much, but it's a good way opportunity to you know, yeah. learn more about you. And it seems like very exciting, as Dave told me. Manny? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about that, too, uh, to get to know more about Chef Raquel further than what I already have uh, learned about her. Um, that and having some time off from work. Mm. Nice good time off away relax even if i'm just home sleeping all day uh, up until the holidays or no no no. I, I go i go on vacation like the week of christmas and i don't go back till after i'm New jealous years. yeah it's like a good like 10 or 11 days from both jobs oh, so, 11 days good oh man that's gonna be nice nice, nice well i got a few things uh, on my mind uh well i was at the holiday fair at the trumbull mm-hmm. agriculture how'd it go um, there wasn't that much traffic today, but considering that we didn't have that much traffic, I did very good. I good. We, we almost sold out. Oh, um, nice. Congratulations. So I'm going back tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure sell we'll out. sell out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, since Riel mentioned it, I'm also excited to, to dig deep into uh, Chef, which is our special guest tonight. And then since you mentioned time off, uh, we, we're going away we're going to orlando for the holidays so i'm excited about that bring a little sun back with you please please it's snowing in texas usually i bring the snow to florida (laughs) 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 yeah so um so yeah so if you didn't listen if you didn't tune in to episode one please do that it's a pretty cool show uh, episode um you get to know who we are you know a little introduction to the gang um and uh let's move on to like we started a tradition, a tradition that where we bring a dish at every episode. And today we have the pleasure of uh, tasting something that uh, Manny brought in. 
So, as I mentioned before, I uh, I like fusion style foods, mm. and um, mm-hmm. one of my favorite foods growing up as a kid, especially because of how cheap they were, and you could fill up was an egg roll. You know, especially growing up in the hood. Yep. There's like a, a Chinese dollar. restaurant in every corner possible. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? Right. I grew up in the hollow. In the hollow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Dragon Chef. Oh, I was gonna say, which Chinese? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Dragon Chef. They're not there no more. I don't know why. Hmm. Probably because I was the only customer. But that's besides the point. You don't want. You don't actually. You don't don't want to be there. Yeah. No. No, that's fine with me. I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) The guinea pig. Yeah, I don't. It's all right. I don't care about guinea fried rice. It doesn't bother me. Um, But the fusion portion of it is, uh, I had at another restaurant, Bridgeport Chinese restaurant. Uh, at fortune cookie and would have was cheesesteak egg rolls oh, which wow. so obviously I, this is not something i created but something i fell in love with i love cheesesteaks and love egg rolls why not have them both so it's what i kind of made today uh, a little clash of two you cultures no. yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i know you guys aren't thinking Listen. it's all right because i'll bring in a vegan or I'm a vegetarian ga- dish it's i'm okay. a guy obviously right, i don't think that <laughs> but um they're there. We try them out. They might be. They won't be as crunchy. It's been a little bit, but we're gonna dig in and see how it is. Awesome. Dig in, guys. Go ahead. It's all right. We give you a double. We, we give no you time. some oh, napkins here. There might be a little already. grease because of the I meat and the. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Am I supposed to be respectful? No, no, no. I'm just saying because you don't want to get grease on you. Okay. Like, <laughs> that was exactly. Get closer. Yeah. So the the folks, uh, if there's anybody tuning in, uh, by the way, we go live on Instagram. Um, so if you. Oh, you are <laughs> no, but we gave her a double portion of water over there. Though. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so full right now. <laughs> Tell us how you what the how does it taste like. It's very fresh. <laughs> <laughs> what springs are they from? <laughs> With what tap do they come from? <laughs> Wait, you took a. He took a bite without us. We didn't say one, two, three. Whoa, he's interacting with our followers. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> I had to show the followers. I'm absolutely. Like, I'm not gonna have now. one. I'm like crazy no? stuff. I just came from a big like. See, we don't believe when the chef doesn't eat. God, you know, like, take a bite. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, Marsha. Water. Cheers. 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 I will live vicariously through you guys. There you go. It is delicious. Ooh, you hear that crunch? Nice crunch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crunchy. Mm. Mm. Still crunchy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apologize for the chew- chewing in your ears. No, that's the best part of it. They gotta. You know they have videos where people make the people noises. are just eating and oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're eating in front of the camera and Actually, making like a name for that. That's like my pet peeve though. Yeah, but there's like an actual like thing. <laughs> <laughs> And they're, they're like talking and eating. I don't know what it's called. You got to talk really. Hello, this is me eating. Yeah, ASMR. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like a sensory thing where people watch and they go into this euphoric, like, yeah, like trance no, or whatever. like <laughs> Dripping yeah. down and they're like, this is really good. And they'll talk about their day. Can I ask you what, what you have about meat? So it's a shaved sirloin steak. Mm. I didn't use the steakum meat. Um, so it's a shaved sirloin, American cheese, onion, garlic. Um, I hit the onion. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it's, it's real simple, like super quick. It is delicious. It actually took me longer to make the meat than it was to make the whole egg roll. So yeah, we have an egg roll. Um, my stepdaughter Nadia, shout out to Nadia. She's she does egg rolls at really? home. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. They come out really good. So I gotta gotta let her try this out. It's quite delicious. Thank you. Is this one of the items that would be on the food truck? It would be spoken about with the guys. Sorry, I'm over here talking with my mouthful. But they'll find out on my. It would be it would be spoken about <laughs> with the guys. You know, I, I generally make all types of different things on my own, anyways, just because I love not eating Hispanic food mm-hmm. like I have my whole life. You know, same here. So I just I literally try to just change up the flavor on things all the time. There's nothing wrong with this rice and beans. Like my dad. There's nothing wrong with it, right? No. My dad, rest in peace. He, he, if he didn't have rice and beans at his dinner, wasn't he dinner. wasn't happy. It wasn't dinner. Mm-hmm. It was rice. I mean, he could care less about the meat. Mm-hmm. Rice and beans every day. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted. But me, I love it. But when when I'm cooking, I like to change it up. Switch yeah, it up. Change yeah. It up, yeah. Yeah, the feeling like you eat 
something else and there's no rice and beans seems like it's in- incomplete right it seems yeah. like you will never be full until you got that <laughs> no matter how much you eat yeah yeah, yeah you're right yeah, i can but relate to that i don't know i just we, we don't cook very hispanic in my house whole mm-hmm. like although my wife and i are both full puerto rican we don't we just like a bunch of different things she loves it a lot more than i do but i don't know no what kind just, of i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead I was just gonna talk trash. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so let me stop you right there. Probably just saves me. <laughs> no, I was gonna say this is really good. Um, what what cheese did you use? Basic American cheese. Yeah. Mm. Whatever the government cheese. Yeah. If you want to, no, <laughs> <I'm gonna> stop. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. I cut it off all, off the block. It took me about four hours to melt, anyways. That cheese, the ninety-nine cents cheese, Vita Rose. Yeah. That does not melt. That's, that's how it is. Or yeah. Borden. Mm. Oh, that's another cheap one. No, no, no. We got Deli Select sliced right. cheese here. Thank All right. You. Thank you. It I didn't get delicious. the wrapper cheese. I got you guys. <laughs> I'm trying to think of you like peeling the wrapper <laughs> cheese. <laughs> you ever had the cheese where, I mean, oh, like craft cheese, just mm-hmm. get stuck? But then, no. <laughs> The other, the cheap cheese, it snaps. <laughs> it's sna- it doesn't even fold broken. Yeah, it doesn't snaps. fold. It snaps. Like, oh, I'm trying to save a buck. <laughs> That's what Kupani needed. Lando Lakes all day. Lando right. Lakes. Times are tough. Mm-hmm. Gotta get that cheese. Lando Lakes, Poppy. Lando Lakes. Gotta get that cheese. That's right. Lando Lakes is good. Good price point. They're yeah. nice. They're good. You go to Boar's Head. Too bougie. Too bougie. Like, yeah. I'm spending nine dollars for some cheese, like, you know. I'll spend money on cheese if it's for macaroni and cheese. So. I mean, good yeah, cheesy, good but not cheese. American cheese. Like that's oh, no. basic, like that's like bottom of the barrel cheese. That's like the bologna of cheeses, you know. Yeah. But like, if I get a good Swiss my, or a goat or something like yes, that, you know, a gouda, a smoked gouda, something mm, like that, that's worth my, it. Yeah. That's I pay. I pay it. some good money for that. My but. favorite cheese. Monster cheese. Monster oh, cheese. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, the Monster grilled cheese. Delicious, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm more of like an Italian cheese guy, like some like Asiago, mm. you know, and my grilled cheese, a little bit of Asiago, maybe some Romano, a little sprinkled over that. Get a little bougie. extra being salty. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not bougie if it's good product, you know, but if you, you know, trying to get a coach from the flea market or something and then act like it's <laughs> you know i can't can't compare that yeah it's pretty good i have a i have an idea um for my dishes i think i'm gonna go vegan on it it's really good to watch i'm, I'm excited not gonna yeah marsh i'm yeah, excited finally get to eat <laughs> yeah. excited too. i'm hungry yeah, i know <laughs> the bite. torture of just oh. seeing us every <laughs> will that be hot dave We'll make it hot. Make I'll, it bring spicy. The, I'll bring the, the angry sauce. Yes. But it's not going to be hot. You didn't bring that today. It could have been a good. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. We're sold out. That's what happens. You all sold That's out. <laughs> Shouldn't be saying that over the radio if she finds out you're sold out. Or you know, they gave the rest of your bottles out this weekend. I, yeah. At so, the graduation yeah. for GBI. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Real quick before we get into Chef Raquel, I found out more about that cottage food law. I was looking <gasps> you did? into it. Yeah. So, no commercial equipment is needed. They nice. actually will not allow it. Wow. It wow. has to be your legit just home kitchen equipment. My little kitchen equipment. aid mixer. Yeah. <laughs> just awesome. it's it's yeah. legit just home kitchen equipment. Um, so that that's a good thing. Save a whole lot of money. And, and the only time they actually have to test your water if it's uh, private water. So oh, if you good. get water from the city or whatever, you're good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm getting all my paperwork to a standard together. Anyway, so yeah, that brings so that help to a lot good. of people. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, only only downfall to it has to be a person to person. Yes, you can't so do you any can't online sales. No oh, online yeah? sales, yeah. nothing oh, okay. outside of the state of Connecticut. Okay. You can't sell to a store. It literally has to be, you can't even mail it. Like, you can't even yeah. use, like, the post office. Nothing has to be a person-to-person. So that is you know. sort of a downfall, but still just mm-hmm. to even be able to create in your home and to sell it okay. directly to mm-hmm. somebody. Right. I'm excited about that. Okay. I, I guess that gives people access to, you yeah, know, cause then they just can to start, at least to start that way and test it in together, the market, right. having it like a, Absolutely. you know, in a fair or a farmer's market that way. Mm-hmm. Like just some get some validation like, oh, this viable product then mm-hmm. after that then. 
Yeah. Know, we can move up to a different right. commercial kitchen. Yeah, that's that sounds good. Cool. Is there any more? Did you find out any more about that? Same information. I, I was a little let down by the fact that I can't mail it out or sell online, but I still like that I can make mm-hmm. it from home. So I'm getting my paperwork together. Okay. Now, can you take orders online and then deliver? I think that's fine because. The only, the only, you can do, you can accept money or do anything. You can have a website. You can do anything. The only thing that has to be person to person is a transaction. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. the actual passing on of the product to the consumer. I guess what needs to be more clear is what, uh, what's considered online online transaction. Right. Because if if online ordering or is is prohibited, then you got to find out. Oh no, no, it's allowed. It It, it states it's allowed. Yeah. You can sell it through the website. You can sell it through Facebook. You You just can't ship. Can't ship it. Okay. So you just have to physically get it to the person. You know, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, whatever the case is. We take it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, the and the other one is you cannot <coughs> surpass Sorry. a certain amount of sales. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's twenty five thousand a year. You'll be okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, as you start to gain right. traction yeah. with your, hopefully, I'll have enough for the commercial. If you can yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's the, the goal. Yeah. But if there's other people that you know, if yeah. they're just barely gonna be over that twenty five grand. You know, it, it kind of sucks for them. Yeah, but if you're yeah. selling twenty five thousand dollars worth of baked that, goods out of your house, you got yeah. something else in that. Baked <laughs> yeah. Goods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. FBI is you're, you're doing good. <laughs> right? There's some baked goods in there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't reveal the operation. <laughs> so um, let's uh, let's let's wrap it up with the live. Um, Real, we could just uh, sure. we're gonna say goodnight to our live followers. Peace. Peace. I hate to do this to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring it over here. Thank you, Benny. Thank you. Uh, that, that was, was very delicious. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Sorry, Marsha. Stop looking it's at me okay. like that. Stop looking at me like that. I owe you. Personally, owe I you. want a vegan or vegetarian egg roll or something. I got you. Roast cabbage egg rolls. We're going to work on that. I got you. <laughs> Just cabbage. No. <laughs> if you get a, a pork egg roll, like it doesn't just come with pork in it. <laughs> So I got you. Just cabbage is gonna be the main, main star. And he's gonna give you a little bit of pork. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon the drippings, bites. The drippings. The drippings. <laughs> if you want, if you want. So let's. Uh, what's that time? Uh, let's let's uh, move on to. Uh, we have a, a special guest. We're interviewing one of our own. Um, she, she's an educator, she's a mentor, she's an entrepreneur, and, um, she brought pretty much us together and a few others, and, and we want to, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting her recently, and, and, and she's been a big help and a mentor for me, but, uh, uh, she has, uh, an abundance of knowledge in her field, and, I want to bring that to to also to the to the listeners because he's got a lot of information. Um, let's let's just go dive right in. How you doing? Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just real quick, I, I know um, last episode you talked about who you are, but just touch it again and tell us who you are and what you do. So I am Chef Raquel. I am owner of A Pinch of Salt, which I do cooking classes for children and adults and culinary training for future food entrepreneurs. Nice, nice. Now, um, take us back and, and, and tell us when, when did you want to become or, or how was it discovering this is what you wanted to do? I totally sucked at cooking. Um, I'm the eldest of seven, and mommy, I used to make those uh, box macaroni and cheese craft uh, boxes, and still leave it in form of powder, which even after mixing is kind of impossible. And um, wow. yeah, so I really sucked. 
And then it turns out that I met Alex at Fordham and um, invited him over for dinner. He was eating a lot of uh, those processed foods and I was just like, I can do better than this. So I had him over, he was chewing, 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 mm -hmm. chewing, and still chewing for hours, what, it felt what, like. What did you serve him? Some meat. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> she doesn't even know. I don't know. Obviously I didn't cook it properly. And uh, I was just like, I got it. You know, because what it is is that I grew up in a household where my mom was very frugal with whatever it was. Like, she would oh. open the fridge and be like, I'm going to put this, I'll put this, and I'll make that. She's the same type that if I asked her how to make rice, she'll say, you put one cup of this, you stick the spoon up, and if it doesn't fall down, then, this, yeah. you know, it's ready. And it's very old school yeah. in terms of that. And I was just like, okay, I really need a foundation for how to cook. Okay. And so I went to culinary school. No, I'm sorry. So mm -hmm. your decision to go to culinary school was really just to learn how to cook, yeah. or did you? Was no. it? Uh, no, it wasn't a career path. It wasn't a career path at all. I was working for a CPA at the time, and I was um, finishing up uh, political science in Fordham, wanting to do law. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> what <laughs> I kind of student were you? Um, huh? What kind of student were you? I was a good student. I loved reading. I loved English. My English was one of my favorite, uh, funny enough. Um, and I just really enjoyed college a lot more than high school. I hated high school. But uh, college was pretty fun. Let me, so let's touch on that for a little bit, mm -hmm. right? So, <clears throat> college, do you think, because depending where you are or where you, how you're brought up or where you, what town you lived in growing up, um, college is beating to the kids head right so that's probably yeah. the only way mm. to succeed what's your t um, take on that no I don't think so I think if you find a talent that you're really good at and you actually like give that dedication that you would in college if you were really focused on a certain career path there but I, I but at the same time see the thing is, is that education is really important and to me like with food what I really like is that I knew I had a backup there's so many, I know you were talking about last last time, or you yourself, that like 80% of you know food businesses fail. So sometimes having that like other thing behind you, you kind of have a little bit more support, right? Because right? right. if this doesn't go well, I can always do this, as opposed to putting all your eggs in a basket. Right, okay. Now, um, I, I, I read somewhere, um, uh, Gary, Gary, I forget his last name, Gary, ask Gary V. Guys ever oh yes. yeah, that's that. That's uh, the motivational that, like speaker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like motivational while yeah. punching you in the face type yeah. of guy. Yeah, he's jazz. awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's like uh, you know, he, the it just he's not generalizing. He's just this is how he, his perspective is. Those kids who are very well in school, do phenomenal in school, wouldn't do well in the entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. And those who struggle in school make some of the best entrepreneurs out there. Huh. And that's his take on it. I mean, he's not generalizing, you know, um, you know, or like, you know, but um, yeah, I kind of agree because yeah. you you have to. It makes you a hustler. Yeah. You know. Okay, I agree with that hundred percent because I sucked at school. I get dropped out of college like three times. <laughs> Dead serious. <laughs> but you know, I, I went to a technical school for high school, and I, I'm in my trade, and I'm doing pretty well in my trade. So. I'd say it's definitely not for everyone. No, but for those that like it and can do well at it, go for it, you know? Now, so you go, so you're at Fordham. I finished Fordham. You finished Fordham. Yeah, I stood in accounting for a little bit, and then that date with Alex happened, and I um, enrolled in the Institute of Culinary Education, which used to be in the Flatiron District. And I went to school there, learned, gained a couple of pounds, Eating and cooking and just learning. I gotta say, so much fun. seems to be that's having called, fun. There. That's it called happiness. It is. If you can just see Chef Raquel's face right now, I know. Like, you smile. Like, Reminiscing. Because <laughs> like it was just so much fun, like working together in the kitchen and cooking a lot of different meats that you might have not been exposed to. Like I didn't grow up on rabbit, for instance, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But like cooking it and just there's a there's a certain excitement that I don't know. The touching new things the is pretty final, cool. The final mm -hmm. putting it. Up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, Alex, I gotta say, Alex uh, was one hell of a date to change your <laughs> your path. Yeah, because he sucked at food. Okay. And the, the two of us yeah, together were we, we can't, exactly. Somebody Somebody's gotta, gotta cook. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but um, yeah. And then I. Um, what school did you go? I, yeah, Institute of Culinary Education. Oh. 
ICE. And then after that, I uh, had to do an externship. So you kind of put your skills to work um, for free. And so that was done at Liberna then. And that was pretty phenomenal. Right. Now, at, at, at this point, mm -hmm. it's still not a career path for you. No. So it was not, it was just something that, you know, I mean, what happened was now the interest grew, right? Because right? now you're like, oh my God, like to see like people's faces, like, like you were mentioning, Manuel, you know, like there's like excitement there, you know, or transforming something that had nothing to, in the very beginning and all of a sudden seeing it into something really pretty and beautiful. Yeah. There's something just magical about that, you know? And so the excitement grew there or the interest in continuing. That's what I wanted. I wanted more of it. But it wasn't that I was like, I want it so much that I want to work in it. So um, so being at La Berna then was a great experience, but it also taught me that the restaurant business was definitely not the way I wanted to go. Hmm. Yeah. So you did not want to work in the restaurant business? No, the whole working when family's off and the long, uh, I mean, long hours, we do all work long hours. That wasn't the part. But I like the interaction with people. Right. Mm. And, you know, when you're back of the house, you're just back of the house. Mm -hmm. And you don't get to see, like, a person's face light up when they get a food presented to them that you work so hard on, you know? Right. And so I miss that. I miss seeing people's faces. I believe that it takes a certain type of person, a special type of person, to be an entrepreneur. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it takes one hell of a person to be a food entrepreneur. I mean, or in, in the culinary field, period. Because it, it's it becomes it absorbs you like you you exactly. in the kitchen, you know whether you're own or you're the, the the lead chef or the sous chef. It's you're it's a rough rough field. Yes, cutthroat. It's a cutthroat field. Yeah, everybody's always uh, aiming at your you know especially in the restaurants. Right, I think we spoke about this before. It's you know everybody. That's why you see so much turnover of managers yeah. and mm -hmm. you know you know head chefs and things of that sort because everybody's just battling for that position you know i guess a lot of behind the scenes that not a lot of people see right mm -hmm. yeah things happen in the back but you know it's not so as glamorous as like mm -hmm. a, how would you see it like in front of the house huh? mm -hmm. i guess that's something that you know people should know about entering this field we think you yeah. would want to share that and yeah because sometimes a lot of people. these cooking shows glamorize it right yeah. like mm -hmm. you feel you know it's not. It's about crawling. You gotta crawl. You gotta work. You gotta really put your. You know, there's those stripes. The the idea of like earning it. You know, mm -hmm. and like we get so quick to kind of get those big titles. You want to be the the big boss, but like you gotta you gotta you know crawl before you walk, right? So you know, understanding that it's all all that TV show. There's a lot of entertainment involved mm -hmm. in there, right? In the back of the house, it's entertainment in its own right, but it's through hard work. It's through dedication. It's through not quitting. Because there's times when you just want to take off your um, apron and walk out, you know? Yeah. That's true. And it's holding on. Yeah. So take us from there. So, so take us from there. Um, you finish. At what point did you realize or did you decide? That I wanted to enter food? Yeah. I had a girlfriend that I had uh, met during an open house and I was in the school. I went back to ICE and I was in the library. And she just started small talk, and she was just like, you know, there's, um, she's working at a cooking studio, and they're teaching. She's teaching. And I'm like, wow, what's that? Like, the funny thing is that when I thought of working with food, I automatically thought you had to just own a restaurant, mm -hmm. right? Either you work for a restaurant or you own one. And I didn't realize that there's so many different uh, areas of food that you can go into, whether it's food photography, whether it's journalism, whether, you know, like, there's just, there's a lot more than, you know, you kind of hear for hear from um and so when she was telling me this cooking thing i'm like oh my god that's so cool like you get to like teach and she's like yeah we're looking for someone and i didn't have any experience i put together my resume hope hoping but i'm a fast learner and that's what i kind of stress so you remember one of those things like when you're thinking about like well i don't have that experience you one of the things i try to teach especially younger students is don't be afraid to work for free right because like a person would be more open to saying like okay we'll we can't pay you because your experience doesn't have that. But if you're willing to work with us and kind of see how this rolls out for a little while, that position might be, you know, something you can apply for. You know, but a lot of us, again, you know, when you're thinking, I just want to be that top dog, it's like, no, like you have to start somewhere. So like volunteering was something I was always open to. 
And through that, like I volunteered for City Harvest, which is food rescue. Um, and so I did that for about eight years. And one of my mentors, Aliyah Rose, she reached out and she was just like, there's a cancellation. One of the chefs didn't show up. Could you teach a class at the uh, food and finance high school? And I was like, I can't teach. Like I had applied for that job at Rustico. And I was just like, well, I'm waiting to hear back from that. And now she's asking me to teach a class. And I was so scared mm-hmm. to come in. And when I got there, these high schoolers were just as big as me or as older. You know, like you're, you're seeing them like, what am I going to do teaching them? And I walked in and I owned it. And I think that's another thing that, you know, you know that whole fake it till you make it. Right. But like people sense when you're genuine or when you're mm-hmm. coming across as like, I'm going to give this my best shot. And you know what, at the very end of it, if it didn't work out, then so be it. But like, I'm gonna do it, you know? And so I just went in there and I started teaching without realizing I was teaching. Because when you love something, you're able to do it so easily. It's like when, you know, you tell someone to tie their shoe, it's just like, this is the way you tie it, right? Because this is it. And so that same feeling of like teaching them, like this is how we're gonna boil the water, this is how we're gonna make the pasta, this is how we're gonna make a sauce, came out naturally. And at the end, Aaliyah sat with me and was just like, this is your calling. And I looked at her like, come on, Aaliyah. And she's like, you're meant to teach. And I think, you know, sometimes we don't recognize our own strengths and we're looking for validation and we're always thinking, I'm not good enough. You know, like I would love this, but nah, you know, I need more of this. So it's important to really like have people who around you are going to give you that real raw comment and say like you know this is this is for you or maybe you know what this isn't your gig and to have that honesty is really important because sometimes you don't see it because we're our worst critic you know so it was something that I was just like huh I might be able to do this after all and Rustico I went I went for an interview spoke to Nicole and we hit it off and the other thing you know that I think is pretty cool is that understanding that this is all about relationship building And I think that we get so caught up on, you know, there's a lot of ego that goes into being in the kitchen, right? We all want to perform our best. We all want to present the best food. We all want to, but really thinking about what am I building here? Really, besides this plate of food, you know, because sometimes the, 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 the food world is very, very small. And like, you know, you might be in one restaurant today and another one next time, and you might be working together in one capacity and it'll change completely. So like really, fostering and, and, and keeping those relationships are extremely important. So like I told Nicole, like I don't have experience and I was very honest. Like I have, this is what I have. I'm just finishing school, but I'm a fast learner and I'm willing to kind of just see what we can do from here. And she gave me a chance yeah. and I worked and well, you she, know, it, it, she it, saw something. I mean, it, a lot of, a lot of times people will hire based on personality yeah. and, and, and if you express and show that. Yeah. They will take a chance on you. Yeah. yeah. I think she sensed, she probably sensed a little se- a little confidence in you that you were not sure about, but she sensed it right away after you did taught that class. Yeah. And that gave you that, you know, ah, I know this person will do it. Maybe yeah. that person. So that's from her perspective. How about on your end? How did you feel when you heard that? Yeah, I can do this. I felt so I felt like it validated something, okay. you know, because it, w- it made something feel real for me all mm-hmm. of a sudden. It was like, this is an opportunity that I can actually like seek, right? Because there are certain things you're like, nah, that's not it, you know? But this gave me some like confidence in it and it made me feel really happy in doing it, nice. you know? And then not only that, it was just like, how many people am I going to touch by doing this? Right. Yeah. So it's thinking about things that it goes beyond you Right, because like we're just in anything we present, right? We put our best foot forward. We present that meal, but then it's who that customer is at the end, mm-hmm. and you always have to have that person in mind, right? Who am I feeding? Who am I interacting with? Who am? Who is this for? You know, and sometimes it's we, we forget that. I get that vision, I guess, that you had. Maybe like push you forward and yeah. pursuing this, right? right? It did. And so, Nicole, um, after I started, I worked there for about five years. And then after that, she actually helped me design my website to create my own company. Okay. So she became a mentor, which is pretty cool. 
Now, was it um, a pinch of salt back then? Yeah, it was a pinch of salt, but it wasn't, um, I wasn't, in, you know, like an LLC or anything. It was just doing business as, um, you know, again, when we're thinking about how do we get started? How do we get our foot in the door? I mean, we are limited in funds a lot. You know, I mean, I'm speaking for myself. It was not like, you know, I had that readily available, but I definitely wanted to take a stab at being my own business. And the reason why is I loved my time at Rustico. It was fantastic. But what I was um, learning, I didn't, I never wanted to stump my growth. And I think I wanted to be able to see how it felt to actually own it you know but the the thing is is that it you know we all can want to be our own boss but you need to know what that actually takes so what i started to do was really shadow mccall and see the work you know like it's one thing to want to be something but if you don't know what it takes then what's the point almost you know so like just really having deep conversation with her you know seeing her cut checks seeing her take inventory seeing her prep the food before the clients got there seeing the cleanup involved afterwards you know so I got to see and I would stay later and come early and that's a key because then by coming early you're seeing what the your other you know uh, co-workers might not be able to see right because you're getting that firsthand back of the house you know what goes on before the show starts you know so it really helped you know, kind of put it in a, some type of like vision for me of saying like, this is really what it takes to be a boss, as opposed to this is just what it takes for being an employee, mm -hmm. you know, and seeing the two responsibilities side by side like that. And that was pretty cool because uh, many years ago, I was told, uh, surround yourself with people who you want to right. be, you know, so if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to surround yourself with entrepreneurs, you know, and right. that was a good move. Um, but now... Did you always, did you always have a, a, an entrepreneur mindset? Was this something that you did as a kid? You know, did you know you wanted to be a, your own boss? No, but my mom did raise me to be a leader, not a follower. And so she always ingrained that in me, like no matter what, like I was the first one to go to college. Like mommy wanted me to like always push forward. You know, don't, don't rent the house if you can buy it. Right. You know, like she, she always put in me that feeling of like, you know, pushing hard, you know? So I must say like, yeah, I didn't go into it saying like, but that means I'm going to be my own boss. But it meant that, you know, in that circumstance, it was like, no, I can push harder. And I knew I can, you know, give a little bit more or try to. Now, talk about some of the challenges you, you face at that point, you know, when you're making that decision, because I'm pretty sure it's, it's scary. It is scary. Uh, one of the challenges was I was working for that CPA like I so I was basically doing what I do now in terms of diversifying kind of my work so I was working full-time at a CPA office going to school um, finishing up my culinary classes at night uh, doing rustico cooking a place I was talking about in between like Saturdays and Sundays and some evenings when I wasn't in school and then thinking okay I'm ready I wanted so much to just be in food at this point but I needed the paycheck that came from a stable job. Um, and so I was like holding on, but then what, what starts to happen is you start to battle and you say to yourself, but I really don't want to be working in an office anymore. Like I've done this for so long. I want to make a jump, but then you're thinking about financially, am I capable? Am I able to like, and I was living paycheck to paycheck. So it wasn't like I was just like, okay, and like I have X amount of money saved or I have my family who's going to support me. That was not my circumstance. Um, I mean, they would support me in, in spirit, you know, but not like financially, which is what is necessary. Um, so I waited and waited and waited. And then September 11th happened. And I kind of like, you know, how certain things just kind of just change your mindset. And I was just like, that was such, I mean, as we all know, such a big time, right. um, and such, and sad in many different ways. But what it did was it made you feel lucky to be on the planet you know appreciating yeah. yeah like you know whether you tell someone you love them a little bit more whether you hugged mm -hmm. a little differently whether it just was such an eye-opener being a new yorker you know and being you know right. um around that whole thing that i was just like why do i want to continue to spend my time somewhere that i'm not 100 100 happy in and i was like i understand the paycheck but you know what a lot of people were into work that day Right. for similar reasons because yeah. something had to happen they were supporting their family right. and look how quick 
And so I quit my job. And I was, that moment, I kind of felt, you feel fierce. You know, like, yes. You know, like yeah. it was like, until the next day. And then you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I quit. Like, there is no Friday payday. Right. Right? <laughs> like, how's this going to work? And I remember being so scared. And at that point, kind of thinking to myself, two things can happen. I can either be scared and then run back to the next office job, right? Because I knew that that was something I can hold on to. Or I can say, you know what? I got to jump. And that's what I did. So I reached out to Rustico, which is why, you know, when food entrepreneurs are thinking about how to get started, being in a lot of different places allows you to kind of test different waters at a place where you're comfortable at. Mm. Mm. You know, and it's not like, especially when you still have your full-time job and stuff and you're now just touching bases on small little things because then now you're seeing without having to rely wholeheartedly in it what these different things look like so because of that I, I had McCole I was able to say look I just quit my job so if you have more gigs please send my way you know and that's what started to happen and we was just like oh sure and she started to keep giving me some opportunities to come work with her okay so you know and I picked up other work doing the same you mentioned that last um, last episode. You talked about um, <clears throat> when I asked you what what's uh, you know your message to anybody listening right now, and you said um, just jump, make that jump. You know, it's you know sink or swim. You know, and, and yeah, you may fail, but that's what comes with with becoming an entrepreneur. And you may fail, but that doesn't mean you feel completely complete no, right because no. you know you just need to reinvent yourself that's, and that's right. one of the things you, you mentioned touched on okay. now was there any point that you found you felt you failed in, in, in one of your ventures or any I could give you a story from last week I mean I fail you know it, it looks at how, it's about how you view failure to right. me like if I'm not giving my 110% or a client doesn't um <clears throat> shows any sign of you know you know a little hesitation in any way then it always makes me feel how can I try better like okay she was happy she loved it but she seemed a little hesitant so what is it you know what I'm saying so it's always about trying to whether it's timing whether it's knowing that next time you know I'll prepare more or have hire another person you know to work with me there's all a lot of things that I learned along the way but the biggest uh, change came from when I moved from New York to Connecticut and to me it was very scary because I finally got like my two legs on the ground in New York um, just doing cooking classes working for people in different cooking studios but then when I moved here I knew absolutely no one and I was very scared you know a new town right 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 now what was the push for that um, I my mom lives in Hartford okay um, and so I would visit her on the weekends, and I was pregnant of Aiden, uh, my five-year-old. And it was like, you know, we needed to be close enough to mommy's house, but far away that I can, you know, not have mommy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, know you need a little independence um, and still close enough to be close to New York. Um, so I moved to Bridgeport, and it was like, okay. How do I like start this all over again? Because a pinch of salt is not going to just, you know, come to a new right. state and exist. You know, the same. Way. And I, I mean, is it? I mean, how, how's Alex been? I mean, was he on board or was there? Alex has been a great, like, one of my greatest um, supporters in terms of my work and, you know, really um, being, you know, su- just supportive. Period. I don't know. Whether it's, you know, taking me to a gig, whether it's helping me shop for it, whether it's talking something through. I mean, there's a lot that his um, his presence has helped in, 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 you know, kind of encouraging me to do what I do. But I think that the person who is making this decision to become a food entrepreneur definitely has to believe enough in themselves. Because the people around you, while they can lend support, there's a lot of self-determination and, and self like you yourself have to have this worth in you, mm-hmm. you know, cause like your spouse is only going to want to hear, but so much of the, mm-hmm. you know, this is this, what do you think of this? You know, how's this? Cause this all plays in your head, but it doesn't really translate sometimes to the other person. Like, it's just like, if they just threw everything out of their work onto you, you're kind of like, all right, honey, like glad you had a good day. 
and that's great you know like right so there's only so much of it so i think like really being able to come to grips with what it is that you're trying to present and understanding your um your journey in a certain way um you know so you have to have self-confidence is my point you know real quick i don't mean to hog up the mic jump in you know i had a, I actually had a question to go along with the whole bridgeport situation uh with your experience and the places that you work why why bridgeport you know why why work with the nonprofits and the um places like gvi the community organizations when you have the experience to be able to just go a town or two over you know in the more affluent neighborhoods and and make the type of money that you could be making uh, doing what you did in New York over in places like Westport or whatnot? That is a very good question. That is a good question. Um, but I know the answer. I wanted to, I, I love helping my own. I, you know, I grew up, you know, I know what food stamps is. I know what WIC is. I know what that block cheese is. I know what Bushwick is. I know a lot of the curveballs that we experience and living in a bubble and not understanding that the bubble actually expands bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... what I love most about food was that interaction with the person and I love seeing that aha moment for a person who might have not had that moment otherwise and while I love you know the surrounding community and I do I do do some work there I do go out and venture out of Bridgeport um, you know and do you know at, at home class or a private party but there's something about working within your community that the sat- that satisfaction can't be measured in a certain way. You know, there's mm-hmm. it's just something. So nonprofits that are doing fan- fantastic work, like Green Village Initiative, yeah. um, you can't help but want to. I mean, if you don't help your home, then what good is it, right? Like mm-hmm. your home has to look a certain way. It has to have a certain order. It has to have peace within it. And then you start branching out, right? So like this is our home. Absolutely. And so that's why I started Bridgeport. I love that. Now, in, in Bridgeport, what were some of the challenges with um, with the policies? And, and, and Well, I was, you know, from coming from New York, it was kind of like I knew it was kind of easy to kind of like go online and get something that actually made sense and, and follow through. And, and, and coming here was kind of like, well, how do I do this? You know, and I knew to... You know, Margaret Morton building, the the, the clerk fi- filing uh, office, all of these, you know, the health department, all of it was like scattered all over the place, it felt like for mm-hmm. me. Um, and then going on the website just seemed very flat and generic and not really helpful. Um, so what was helpful was actually meeting some of these people. And so what I decided was is that um, I like to, in- again, interact with people. So I just was wanting, uh, learning what are some of the things that are happening here that I can like start plugging myself into? And so if there was a meeting, I was there. You know, if there was a talk at the health department, I was there. And the reason why is that that's how you get to kind of like exchange information and and share thought. And all of a sudden those conversations lead to other things. And so that's what, you know, there's the food policy council, there's um, the farmer's market collaborative, right? There's so much that is locally near us that it was just helpful to kind of say, I want to be at that table. And no one paid me to be at that table. Right. I'm, uh, you know, but again, I'm getting paid in knowledge, right? I'm sitting at the table, yes, but I'm going to leave there with someone's business card mm-hmm. or I'm going to leave with a new kind of like, ah, let me write that down. That's the person next that I have to connect right. with, you know? That's, 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 that's cool because you made yourself present right so yeah. it was like they, they they got to know who you were they, the face got familiar right so, so you got some of us who are going into that office going through frustration probably cursing them out you know <laughs> and they may mm-hmm. just choose to make your job or your life a little harder but you, you get involved like you did and, and getting familiar with your face and who you are and it may just make your life a lot easier you know yeah. they get you know the health department you know you run into them and it's you know casual conversation all the time and so yeah no that helps a lot it's who you know yeah Mm -hmm. 
It is who you know, but you also got to put yourself out there because no one's going to necessarily know you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So it, it has to, and it's something that I was always the shy, it's funny, like I'm the person who was always shy in the in the classroom. Yeah. And really? mommy used to tell me, sit in the front of the classroom so that when you have a question, the teacher is looking at you straight forward and you don't have to worry if all the kids look back. And I was always look, you know, whatever. But I sat in the front. And so when I had a question, I raised my hand. I didn't care what the faces looked back in the back. And I... That brought to the table now, like, you know, I sit at a table, I'm going to raise my hand, I'm going to ask a question. It might seem ignorant, it might seem, but I'm going to tell you, look, I don't know much about this, but I need to know this. How do I get that? And sometimes we're afraid because our ego or because we're afraid of being told no, that we limit ourselves and we don't want to ask those questions. But you know what? That same question, again, could be anyone's question on this table, but they're just too afraid to, to ask it. And you know what? If I need to be enlightened, then you know what? You're here. You're if you know what you're talking about, then enlighten me. Right? right? I have no problem, you know, hearing your information. Right. So put yourself out there. Cool. Now I met you through V, yeah. who, who sent me the, you you announced one of your programs. He reached out to me and says you gotta apply. But he did one of your programs the previous year. What mm -hmm. was it? Can you talk about that? Um Yeah, so I did a um in it started from this uh, WISCA. I used to work for a food pantry in New York City uh, called the West Side Campaign Against Hunger. And so basically people who were utilizing the food pantry were being, were able to join a culinary training course. And so learning how to prepare the food in the food pantry and prepare better meals for their home. But that morphed into something that some of the, the, the customers were like, I can make employment. Like this can help me put something on my resume. And so it became more of a culinary training for entrepreneurs in its own right. Um, and so when I moved here, I was kind of like, I want to be involved in projects that I like know and bring them here. And so there was a, um, a um, food pantry uh, place here in Bridgeport um, where that company, that nonprofit and I had talked about, you know, how cool it would be. Um, and then I developed this culinary training program. And um, so Vita was one of my students there. And the idea is a 12-week program and putting uh, food entrepreneurs, you know, getting them out there, uh, learning some <coughs> skills that they would have learned in culinary school. That's pretty cool. I follow, yeah. I was following Vita through that whole process. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. That was uh yeah, Maybe. same here. That's how I ended up getting into the uh, into the class that we did together. Yeah. It's because V posted it. And I don't remember if I had, I like, should. stalked his page and, like, the moment he posted it, tagged my other guys in it, or if he actually tagged me in it. But, yeah, that's how we all got to it. It's, yeah. it's crazy how that happens, though, you know? Like, you, you know, the series of events that happen that lead up to certain things, like this show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who would have known if this would have ever happened if those... Yeah. little events throughout yeah. the last couple years yeah you know, that's a good point because together, you know? v and i you know we always stay in touch and, and we have the same you know dreams i guess we talk about food trucks and all that and when i started messing around experimenting with my hot sauce and bottling it and putting it out there v and leslie were one of some of my uh, early supporters you know so they were always uh you know encouraging me and, and they reached <clears throat> excuse me they reached out to me um, right away when you, uh, you posted the announced that. And that same day, uh, I put in uh, the application. And a couple of days, I got, I got accepted. I was excited. Yeah. yeah so that's that's how we met um, Chef Raquel. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. Um, now, can you talk about what that program was? And yes. What, what inspired it? That um, was me, my confusion, you know, my confusion in terms of like, how do I get started? Who do I, who am I supposed to speak to? I want to hear stories of like people who actually had businesses like I would want, you know, for myself or who I've heard from students who, you know, kind of want, I want to be a baker, I want to be a caterer. And so kind of, I was like, you know what? It would be so cool to have an informational series where people can all come together and actually have this conversation and have a guest who's in that field talk about it, the good, the bad, the ugly, and have a Q&A where people can just like have this open conversation and say like, well, for me, this would work, or this, you know, how would that be? And so I said, you know what? These are the people I feel are important to me, you know, or different aspects of it, you know, whether it was marketing with Donovan, 
uh, whether it was Replenish Juice Bar talking about the hardships of owning a, a brick and mortar, or the health department talking about the you know dimensions of a food truck and things that you needed to know for food inspections. You know, whoever it was, or the Biscotti, uh, the Bites company who came in, um, you know, talking about how to think about profit, you know, how do you kind of make those numbers, which was really informative, you know, and um, Mo's Burger, right, who talked about hospitality, you know, like there was a lot of, or Leisha's Bakery. Oh, yeah, that was You know, I mean, we had some great um, mentors, and, and that's what it is, because I, to me, I feel my success is through the mentors that I've made throughout the way. You never forget that person, right? And that person might no longer be in your life the same way, but then a new one replaces them, but you don't forget the old one, right? So, like, you continue to build. And so, like, the idea was to bring a bunch of mentors to the table and, and have that for you guys, you know? And even for myself, I learned a lot, you know? That, that was pretty cool because, it's like, Ria, we talked about last week, um... <clears throat> Finding, like, we are afraid to ask because yeah. one, we are afraid of rejection, right? Yeah. Or what if you're in the same field and you're looked at as a competitor? Mm -hmm. So, but everyone who came was willing to share as much information as we asked. We picked their brains, and that was pretty cool. That that was awesome because I got a lot of out of this program. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you meeting meeting um, the baker you know who's willing to help mm -hmm. with the kitchen you know yeah. it's like that these are that's pretty cool yeah i think it served as a like a hub kind of like a resource and kind of like a support group for all of us to you know lean on each other and ask for advice and having those people you, uh the guest speakers come in and talk about their experiences really helped us right i've been i've been in bridgeport for 27 28 years and in in the last six months, Seriously. I've learned so much about Bridgeport, and and, and, and I, I expressed recently, you know, I have a, like a love and hate relationship with Bridgeport because I grew up, you know, and it's been rough, right? Just in the eighties and nineties, where it was just, you know, uh, Bridgeport was like in the top, you know, it was number one for like homicide or something yeah. for a couple it of years. Rough. It was bad. So you know, in my mind or in my heart, it's like I want to get the hell out. Mm. Last six months, it's more like I have a lot more reason to to invest and, and give back to the community mm. in this area, you know. Um, and that's what inspired this this, this show, you know, because all the things that I've learned and the people I've met, I want to continue and, and give it, pass it forward. Like yeah. This, right? so, yeah. Oh, and another one that was good was Bridgeport OIC with the surf safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like surf we safe, were able yeah. to give you awesome. surf safe training and. and yeah, exam. and all the classes that she offered. I didn't even know about OIC until I met you. I passed by that building all, all the, the time. time. I went to school in that building. Really? And I didn't even know like that exact building, and I didn't even know that that existed. That existed. Which is great. Or Valeria. Yeah. From small business, right? Mm -hmm. Like she was so talked was about loans. Yeah. Right? Really informational. Yeah. And these are free services. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the programs that I'm, I'm currently doing is, is with Collab in City Seed in New Haven. That's a pretty pretty cool um, program. And uh, I guess uh, I'm not gonna st we're still in the program in the, like mid midway, so I, I'll, I'll talk more about it in, in later episodes. And I will have um, some of the people running it interviewed on the show. So awesome. there's a lot of information. And there's, um, there's a group called Elm Seed. Mm. And they do pro bono service for entrepreneurs. Nice. Yeah, I'm wow. hopefully to have them on the show as well. That's awesome. Nice. It's great. Big, yeah, so it's it's exciting and looking forward to those um, interviews and get as much information mm -hmm. out there as possible. So tell me about that program. That's pretty new, right? <clears throat> they, the, the pilot mm. program was last year. Okay. So remember the whole Syria, mm -hmm. um, the war out there, okay. and we had a. The refugees come over, so they started their pilot program with the refugee, uh, refugees uh, from Syria, mm -hmm. and they had um, seven ventures, seven like you know, restaurants or what you know, so forth, uh, food trucks or brick and mortar, and um, it was a success. You know, they had a good uh, um, outcome, and they 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 got the funding for another program, so now they got fifteen um, ventures. But this, but this time this would be like local for. This is every yeah. So it's, okay. any um they, they throughout Connecticut, uh, I think they had like uh, 
50, 80, I forget how many applicants and they selected 15. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, um, so I, I look forward to bringing that information soon. Um, so uh, what do you have going on now or going forward? Uh, anything going on? Any future projects or... Um, Culinary classes. Yeah. They will be uh, another, kind of like what Vito took, another culinary training coming up in Bridgeport. Uh, dates will be announced and hopefully it will start around mid-January. Um, so there'll be some recruiting there for that. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Um, but yes, yeah, so that that is um, on the works. And then, you know, there'll be some information on who I'm partnering with to kind of make bring that forward. It'll be something that will be done free. Um, for people who are interested in food entrepreneurship. Okay. Did you guys hear that? She said free. F R E E. You don't hear that very much. And I'm volunteering to do it, so no one's paying me either. Right. So, the, and the, again, this is what this show is about. Um, mm-hmm. You're thinking about, if you're listening and you're thinking about starting a business, but you don't know where to start. I mean, there's a lot of programs, a lot of source mm-hmm. resources out there. And um, yeah, you just got to seek. And, and, and seize it. That's um, it. Real quick. Um, oh my God. Brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, do talk about um, your website. Give us your social, your website. Social. My social security <laughs> number. <laughs> <laughs> social. Let me get oh, my right, pen. Everybody, get your pens. Get your pens. Tax season. <laughs> <laughs> She said yeah. she had kids, right? Yeah, two, Tax two credit's two supposed to go up, you know. Uh, my website is apinchasalt.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, a pinch of salt cooking, and then there's Facebook. Real quick, uh, yeah. your services, real quick. Uh, you do education for, do you do private? I do private classes, at-home classes, catering, um, uh teaching children adults and then the culinary training and then helping with uh small businesses in terms of menu development writing recipes scaling Some up consulting recipes. work consulting right. um and culinary um that includes serve safe serve safe training yes i give the training and um, administer the exam yes you're right cool nice all right um everyone else uh, do you guys have any plugins any announcements any any um, upcoming events? I mean, I, I probably we should probably plug V. V. You know, we got Vito V Padilla. He's uh, you know, you heard his name throughout the show quite a few yeah. times. I feel like I have to meet him. Now. I don't know. He uh, yeah. he's a co-owner of uh, EOI Global, which is uh, Elements of Illusion. It's a photography, photography and videography. So oh, cool. reach out to them. Look them up on Facebook. What's his um, social media? It is uh, EOI Global, at EOI Global. That's for Instagram. I'm not sure if I got the Facebook, but we'll get him on the show one day. But shout out to V, because, again, he was a good good portion of what this transpired to be. Absolutely. Shout out to V. You got anything real? No. Banana bread coming soon. Yeah, how did you do on um we had the oh yeah downtown. we saw each other on monday yeah how was the downtown lighting tree lighting you guys it was well? fun a lot of laughs it was it fun. was it was cold <laughs> <laughs> i was defrosting in the car yeah. mm. it was okay but it was a great stab you know so you know lauren and the health department uh dssd was really fantastic and All hopefully right. next year we'll get more people Absolutely. yeah yeah all right um Folks, uh, you can follow us. You want to give your social media? Again, yeah, <laughs> uh, for my uh, my business, we're at Tres Gorditos LLC at Instagram. I forgot to ask you last time. Yeah. Tres Gorditos. Tell the listeners what that means. Tres Gorditos is uh, Spanish for three fatties. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, it started off as a joke, but um, quickly turned into something serious because the three of us who actually uh, are co-owners of it are... Gorditos, if you could tell. Uh, if you ever see us online, I'm assuming that's why you guys bought the bus because you need the space. <laughs> we need, this, yeah, no, nah, that's it's true. You can't. You ever seen them little trailers? Try to get all three of us in there. You crazy? You One of us got to sit outside and mm, rubbing bellies against each other as we walk by. It's not gonna happen. 
But yeah, <laughs> that and mine is on at underscore deal fridge, T I O F R I D G. Again, I'm everybody's uncle refrigerator. So, Rio, what's your social? Where can people follow you? Well, uh, I'm on Instagram, love the kick, at love the kick snacks. So, right now, uh, we have a, well, holiday season is here, so we have holiday flavors. So, we have a new nice. one. Um, it's a gingerbread spice flavor for nuts. Ooh. So, just in time for the holidays. Nice. Yeah. So, look it up on, um, on Instagram. If you like it, if you want to taste it, you just order on the website, lovethekick.com. All right, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Lover of Breakfast, and you can follow my food journey as I uh, create more baked pastries and ship out my banana bread. I've been posting a lot more on Instagram. Nice. Did you uh, get a chance to share your social? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pinch of salt. What about you, host? DaveAngrySauce.com. Visit me, order, make, place your orders. Um, you can follow me on Instagram with Dave's Angry Sauce and Facebook as well. Um, you can follow the show's uh, Instagram, late night underscore potluck, and on Facebook, the late night potluck show. And where are you going to be tomorrow? Well, the listeners are not going to hear it, but I'll be at the Trumbull Agriculture. Oh, that's true. Yeah. This comes out on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let so out our secret. <laughs> 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 Listen, uh, tune in uh, every other Monday. Uh, we'll have a new episode, new snacks, new dishes, new guests. Um, please inform us. The how are we doing? We're not gonna be here in the next two weeks, remember? Yes, we'll be here so in the new year. Time. We'll be here January eighth, I think, for our new episode. Uh, again, follow us, like us, share, rate all that um and um please give us some input tell us what you want to hear tell us who you want on the show tell us how we're doing all right so listen we're, we won't uh we won't hear from us till january 8th so we just want to uh, take a moment and wish you guys happy holidays happy, happy holidays. holidays have a happy holiday Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us next time.